0: This is a crowd podcast.
1: If you had told me when I was 12 that one day I would have a machine on my desk at home that would answer any question that I had, you know, I I would have said, well, that's crazy. That's never going to happen. And then here comes the rub. If you'd said to me, it will all be free. (laughs) I would have said, now I know you're crazy. Now I know you're talking nonsense, and yet I'm living in that world now. I mean, what kind of brave new world are we living in? I mentioned Star Trek earlier, and we're living Star Trek now. It's the sum of all human knowledge, the fifth most visited
2: website in the world. Anyone can edit it. It's the only top 10 website whose founders aren't multimillionaires or multibillionaires, It's written entirely by volunteers. Plus, it's free. I'm Katie Puckrick. I use Wikipedia every single day. I use it in my work. I get a bee in my bonnet when I see something on TV that I don't think is right, and I got to fact check it. I see something interesting on my daily walk, and I have to research it. Uh, Right now, I'm looking up myself. And right off the bat, I'm cracking up because the picture they have of me is just Horrendous! I'm all red and sweaty, and there's a vein bulging out of my forehead. So, great. Thanks for that, Wikipedians. I want to know, who do I blame? Who do I call? Uh, who, who are these people behind the screen, the brains behind the words? How did something that started off so small become so huge? And in a world where the line between fact and fabrication can get a little blurry, can we trust it? This is .com, the Wikipedia story, episode one. Don't bite the newbies.
3: Facebook, Twitter, they all point to Wikipedia.
2: Yeah, sure, it's just a little website. Yeah, but it's not.
4: (laughs) For many people, Wikipedia is this, you know, mysterious kind of box, you know, that they come and they read there's so much more to it. The philosophy is so much bigger than that.
1: You'll never see the horizons of this thing. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than everybody. It's bigger than anything we've ever known. It, it's, it's sort of like a little model of the universe.
2: Okay, well, let's get going on this amazing journey. I'm typing in Wikipedia on my search engine click on wikipedia oh here we are title page there is a globe made out of jigsaw puzzle pieces with mysterious symbols and letters of uh, all languages all over them i click on english we come to a page just action-packed with text it's just word 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 headline 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 And the thing that really sticks out to me is this. It says there are 6,299,999 articles. And that's just English Wikipedia because there are over 300 other languages on here. But who is doing all of this? Who's writing and updating all this stuff? And there's a lot of stuff every single day. I mean, for free. Nobody's getting paid to do this.
5: Life is mostly what we make it filled with sunshine or with storm.
2: My name is Stephen
5: Pruitt. Um I am thirty-seven years old. I was born on April seventeenth, nineteen eighty-four. Um I live in Mount Vernon, Virginia. I currently work in Arlington. Just whichever way we take it, sad or cheery. Wikipedia is my hobby, but it's it's yes, I have two or three other things that I do. Well, Wikipedia is far and away the one that takes the most of my time outside of the office. I am a choir The two areas that we focus on most specifically. specifically. Specifically, our American folk, especially Shaker music and uh, music of Eastern Europe. Which may never come at all.
2: Stephen's a big deal on Wikipedia. Actually, not just on Wikipedia, on the internet in general. There are interviews with him on YouTube, articles about him on CBS, Wired, Washington Post. I want to meet him, and I do. And we speak for two and a half hours. So tell me the story behind your Wikipedia handle. First of all, what is your Wikipedia name?
5: So I go by Serra di Nicolao.
2: And what does that refer to? Uh, he is a minor character in
5: Puccini's opera, Gianni Schicchi.
2: So he, he likes opera, but then again, he likes everything. I mean, he's like a central casting nerd, totally enthusiastic uh, about the most niche thing. I mean, even when I was comparing notes about where we're from in Northern Virginia, he told me about four different Wikipedia entries worth of information about the various county boundaries of Northern Virginia. Whereabouts from here are you from? I am from, I was born actually in Fort Belvoir uh-huh. many years ago. Everything has the potential to be discovered to molecular degrees with Stephen. Once you hang out with him, you start to see the world through his eyes. Fairfax
5: County. I hate to leave this on a sad note, but you grew up in Oakton. Do you remember amphora in Vienna?
2: Yes, and I know it, it is no longer. but I love amphora was my hangout mine too, in um in years after Fairfax Symphony concerts as we got into it, I lost count of all the people and things he mentioned
5: now, I had studied American art, the folklorist of of the Appalachians. Um, The article that I wrote about Richard Norris Brook, if you're familiar with Fraktor, for instance, a woman sculptor known to have been active in the United States. Let me, I, I gotta find her name. Um, Kentucky.
2: If you're wondering what that sound is, that's Stephen. He keeps looking things up, checking facts and giving me recommendations. Yeah. Yeah, Gene Ritchie. He's just one of those super smart people whose brain never stops, remembers everything. I mean, he's adorably relentless, the best kind of freak of nature, a geek supreme, and I love it.
5: Some years ago, I wrote an article about uh, a singer from Niger. Her name is Fatih, Fatih Mariko. I'm uh, looking for it now just to make sure I get my numbers correct.
2: He's been a Wikipedian for over 15 years. He writes articles and he makes small edits. And that might mean adding in a comma, putting in a citation, rephrasing something. Small things that seem unimportant, but over time, they start to rack up.
5: I just happened to find the list of Wikipedians by number of edits. This was six or seven years ago. And I will admit the devil got into me at that point and said, oh, okay, um... how much work would it take for me to get to the top of the list? It was more along the lines of, eh, let me try for this. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen, but it might be fun. And then it was about a year and a half or two years after that that the uh, Time magazine piece came out. And that's when stuff started to go a bit nuts.
0: Good morning. Look, I came into this thinking, who does this kind of thing, right? Well, Stephen Pruitt does. This is truly a mind-boggling feat.
2: In 2017, the world went nuts about Stephen. A Time magazine article had named him one of the 25 most influential people on the Internet, next to folks like Donald Trump, Kim Kardashian, and J.K. Rowling. Stephen spends about four hours every day editing. He's written almost 35,000 articles and made more than 4 million edits. And listen to this. 4 million edits means he's edited a third of all the articles on English Wikipedia. So when we think about how much we all use it every day, yeah, that makes little old Stephen in Washington, D.C. a big old deal. There's nothing flashy about what Stephen does, no grand symbolic gestures or an ego to stroke. He just really cares that these people get their spot
5: in history. When I was in high school, uh, we'd have the occasional speaker talking about how you all can change the world. And I would put my hand up to my mouth and start snickering and say, yeah, I don't believe in the case as you're stating it necessarily. But one day, a couple of years ago, I started thinking about that point and thinking, well, yeah, that's actually what we're doing. Um, we are changing the world for the better and, and and that's the part to me that is really, really fascinating. And you know it's slow. Uh, Rosie Stevenson Goodnight has been fa- has said before.
2: Oh, uh, Rosie's another Wikipedian. We'll meet her later.
5: I'll probably get her time frame wrong. but she says she's not editing for tomorrow or even five months from tomorrow, but for 500 years in the future. And really that's true. We're making advances that are being solidified now that will help the encyclopedia thrive in the
1: future.
2: Okay, I'm back on Google and I've just found something else. There are these two brothers who live on the West Coast of America. They're also doing their bit for the world, but they're doing it a little differently to Stephen,
1: Wikipedia editors are a complete loss we are just absolutely the most annoying people on the planet. And we annoy each other more than we annoy anybody else.
6: I'm just a copy editor. I'm just trying to improve Wikipedia. I'm not trying to make a point. I'm not trying to win an argument. I'm not trying to convince the, all these people that they're bad writers. Uh, there's just no reason to fight over it. So uh, it's, it's a public service. It, it's, it's very much like uh, walking along a public road and picking up litter and putting it in the trash can.
2: We need to talk about Brian and Robin, a.k.a. Giraffe Data and Lauda.
6: My name is Brian Henderson. I live in San Jose, California, and I work for IBM Corporation as a computer engineer.
1: My name is Robert K. Henderson. I am technically from the state of Washington, although I'm a Canadian now. And um, what was the third question? What's your job? My job. I'm a writer
6: it's hard to know even where to stop with talking about the differences between Robin and me that been going back to, to childhood um, I was the brain and he was the, the, the artist
1: my brother has like five dishes that he considers edible <laughs> Oh, I really
6: there are so many I couldn't really tell you which habits with food he's talking about
1: he'll eat pancakes he'll eat pancakes and syrup but I find if If I prepare the pancakes, they may not be up to his exacting standards. You know, some of
6: these things he's made up. (laughs) Some of these things, I'm sure that he has been fabricated in his memories.
1: And, and, And the funny thing is, you know, I say this now, but I also remember that we were thick as thieves when we were young. We got into so much trouble, Brian and I, with our endless scientific investigations. We had a hamster that we decided we were going to put through cosmonaut training. If that poor hamster had gotten hurt at all, I would have been devastated. I never would have never would have gotten over that. So I'm just lucky that being hauled into a tree in an Easter basket <clears throat> did not kill him. And when he peeked over the edge of the Easter basket from 40 feet above the planet, and we released the string... And and he plummeted to Earth like Apollo 11. But those guys landed in the ocean, not the garden.
6: So what happened in 2007 was that I was just reading an article, some random article on Wikipedia, and I found the phrase comprised of which is a phrase which I was well aware is, uh, is disputed. Many people object to those two words ever coming together in English because the word "comprise" means to contain and comprised of doesn't make any sense. And then I realized that uh, anybody can edit the encyclopedia. So I found the, uh, the edit button and I edited and I corrected that uh, comprised of instance to composed of. And I thought, well, that's wonderful. So I did a search to see how many others there were. I found 16,000. So I decided I could correct a few more. And I just kept going, and that was 15 years ago, and uh, now I'm I'm still doing it. You see, Brian's the grammar
2: police. Since 2007, he's found almost 50,000 instances of the phrase and changed every single one. He's even written a 6,000-word essay about it. He can read it on his Wikipedia
6: user page. I think I developed a sense of world weariness when I was 20. <laughs> Because I remember writing to somebody in a in a letter, pretty much that same thing. Uh, I, I said, You know, I just feel really tired these days. I said, Not tired because I hadn't haven't had enough sleep or because I've been working too hard, just tired because I've been alive for twenty years and I'm getting tired of it. Life was just coming together and I was I was just beginning to get a sense that the world was so big I would never be able to control it and there would be things in my life that would just be a, that I would always have to to, to just accept And I couldn't, uh, you know, the things, there was so much that I couldn't control, so many projects I couldn't finish, things I couldn't fix that I started to wonder what was the, you know, what was the point of living then since I wasn't actually ever going to be able to succeed. I mean, one of the reasons, it's funny you bring that up because it comes right back to why I choose to edit exactly one phrase in Wikipedia instead of just flitting around like other people do. It's because that's one thing I can accomplish. I can get every instance. I can get every instance of that one little thing. Now, sure, there are 1,499 other ones uh, that I'm leaving there, but I can have the sense that, that this is my piece and I accomplished it. And so most of my life, I try to organize that way.
2: What happened next was this. Robin got inspired by his little brother's grammar policing, so he decided to do the same. He looks out for what he calls the lazy around basically using the word around wrongly. It really bugs him.
1: You get the lazy around in expressions like, the author wrote several books around New Guinea. And that leaves you wondering, well, was he was he wandering around the nation of New Guinea while writing them? Are these books floating in the ocean around New Guinea? What are books around New Guinea? Uh, I feel very strongly that we live in an era of... Uh, unclear speech and and that unclear speech definitely flows into some very big and very important themes uh you know the the double speak of government for example where it's become quite acceptable for politicians to jabber on for for half an hour and literally say nothing at the end. I don't know if you've ever seen an American presidential debate, but oh my god. Well, I hope you called I, it the gold standard The American Presidential Quote Debate, unquote, which is not a debate. And is I think a very a very good example of what it is that I object about uh, when it comes to the lazy the around. I well, uh,
7: have a plan to fight ISIS. Prosperity. No,
1: no, you're telling the enemy everything you're jabbering, you want. Jabber and jabber and jabber, and at the so end, you've said nothing. So, definitely, yes, do. this is no this is part of a, no of a very small personal ISIS crusade to bring no no us blood. Blood. back to frankness and direct that's speech.
4: A, that's, go to the
2: please. That won't be the last you hear of Robin. We're back after this break. <laughs>
8: And Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen
3: them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs. Hello, it's Tom here, part of the dot com team. Eat stress free this spring with Factor's delicious ready to eat meals. Always fresh, never frozen, each meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. I'm a flexitarian, so with a weekly menu of 35 options, there's plenty for me to choose from. Last night I had the Moroccan-style almond-crusted salmon, and it was delicious. If you want more than meals, there's over 60 add-ons like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks and smoothies to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. And if you're looking for gourmet options, you can try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini and asparagus. Customise your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. You can always pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Factor is your solution for fast premium meals without the need for cooking. So what are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com/ slash thehacking50 and use code thehacking50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code thehacking50 at factomeals.com slash thehacking50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active.
2: This is .com. Welcome back. I'm on a mission to meet the people who make Wikipedia what it is. And in case you've forgotten why you're here, let me remind you of how huge this thing is. Listen. Shut your eyes. Imagine someone, somewhere has printed out all the articles on Wikipedia and made a library out of them. That's where you are right now. There are bookshelves all around you, from the floor right up to the ceiling, and they are crammed full of books. You pick one up and start leafing through it. You're not even through the A's. You pick up another, and then another. You're only on the bees now. How many books are there, do you think? How many articles crammed into how many pages? Well, let me tell you. There are 2,944 books, 500 pages each, filled with 6,299,999 articles. You stop. It's gonna take too long. I'll let you know when I get through them all. So, this library, it's being added to and changed all the time. Like now, somebody's editing right now. And guess what? In the time that it's taken me to say those last four sentences, there's been about eight more edits. Stephen and the two brothers are just three guys. There are about 120,000 more people who edit this thing regularly. So come on, let's meet some more.
0: Sure, my name is Jason Moore. I currently live in Portland, Oregon. I was born in Houston and I've been in Portland for uh, over a decade.
2: This is Jason, AKA Another Believer.
0: It wasn't until after college where I really realized, oh, I can actually edit this this platform. I can click on these links and I can can make this page better. Um, And I really got a lot of satisfaction and instant gratification out of going to a Wikipedia article, seeing a way that I could make it better, clicking on that link, making the changes, hitting publish, and voila, like, the Internet is better.
2: A bit like Steven, Jason's using Wikipedia to document the world around him. But where Steven writes about historical figures, artists, revolutionary types, Jason writes about politics.
0: It's been such a passion project for me for well over a decade. And I believe it serves such an important purpose, especially in current times on the Internet. It's just has become such a divisive space uh, and it's we have such a splintered media world now that it's very difficult for people to understand where they can get their information from, who can they trust, what's accurate, what's reliable. And I just feel more strongly than ever that Wikipedia must you know serve as a an accurate, a neutral, a reliable, free and open access space on the internet. Donald Trump's election was devastating. I honestly, leading up to the election, would have never, ever thought he could have won. And even up to election night, I ho- we hosted an election party here at my house. And uh, needless to say, that went terribly awry. What started off as unlikely, impossible, is now reality. I just, you could see in people's faces the disbelief, the shock, and the fear. Uh, and I knew that we had four years to really buckle up, uh, because it was going to be bumpy.
1: And a distinct privilege to introduce to you the president-elect of the United States of America, Donald Trump.
0: There was just something about Donald Trump that made it so unpredictable, and it just, it made me feel uh, every day like I had to wake up to some new surprise, some new thing that was out of bounds, or out of norm, part of what my work on Wikipedia, like the the one way I felt like I could help was to document what I saw happening around me.
7: Disgraceful scenes in the US Congress. The United States stands for democracy around the world. We're seeing this unfold there in real time, this remarkable unprecedented situation at the Capitol building.
0: The morning of the uh, insurrection was just truly unbelievable to me. It was one of those experiences where you had the television on and you could see what was happening in front of you and you could not believe your own eyes.
5: President Trump, if he wanted to, and there is really no reason to think he wants to, he could stop this.
0: So I think I was watching the demonstration on my television screen, I was flipping back and forth between MSNBC and CNN, I assume. I just had my laptop in front of me, at my lap. You know, I, 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 it wasn't about watching something unfold and then taking space to kind of, you know, think about it and then go collect some sources and then try to write a pretty little Wikipedia article.
2: 1349 hours declaring it a riot.
0: It was about getting something out there as soon as possible so that other people could help me figure out what is it that is happening in front of me.
2: I'm just going to interrupt here to show you something really nerdy. Something nobody really knows you can do on Wikipedia is look at the history of an article. It's a small tab near the top called View History. It's kind of hard to see because the writing's so small, but if you click on it, you can see every single edit that's ever been made. I'm on the page about the rally, and I've scrolled down to the very first edit. It was at 1034 local time on January 6th, 2021, when another believer, that's Jason, created it.
0: On January 6, 2021, thousands of Donald Trump supporters gathered in Washington, D.C. to reject results of the November 2020 presidential election. At least 10 people had been arrested. Select buildings in the Capitol Hill complex were evacuated. There's three citations there, one to NPR, one to Washington Post, and one to thehill.com. I couldn't call it an insurrection, I couldn't call it a riot. So I went with something along the lines of, let's say January 2021 Donald Trump rally. I don't know if that's exactly the words that I used, but I needed it to be a generic phrase.
2: So I'm looking at the first edits that were made to the page about the Capitol riots, and I can see Jason's been busy. For the next 40 minutes, he's making an edit almost every minute, adding information about people being arrested, adding links to related articles. Then suddenly, another editor's name appears. Guerrilla Warfare. And that's where the madness starts.
0: I don't think I've ever seen so many people jump on the bandwagon to expand a new Wikipedia article as soon as media outlets were reporting the variety of, you know, wild things that were taking place that day, everyone was jumping to add new information about, you know, what was what was the background of this demonstration? What was actually happening? You know, how was this affecting police? What, were, what was the emergency response? What was the political response? Um, and I don't think I've ever seen so much edit warring, on one particular entry at one particular time. And it became just edit conflict, edit conflict.
2: Two quick things here. Edit warring is just when two people are trying to edit the same section at the same time, which they can't do. And the talk page, it does what it says on the can. It's where editors discuss things to do with the article, which sources to use, what to call the article, things like that.
0: On January sixth, someone moved the page from January twenty twenty one Donald Trump rally to January twenty twenty one United States Capitol protests. So, I don't know that this was local time, but I created it at let's say ten thirty four, and they moved the page at twelve sixteen. So I would I would say I would say yeah, less than two hours uh, that the page was moved.
2: Wait. What does moving an article mean?
0: Uh, Renamed, the the title of the article was renamed.
2: Okay, I'm obsessed now. It's a few days after my chat with Jason, and I wanna go back to the page to see if anything's changed. I type in 2021 United States Capitol protest and click on the article. A message pops up on my screen. A request that this article title be changed the 2021 United States Capitol attack is under discussion. From protest to attack. Interesting. This is history. Literally being written now. In front of me. Discussed, reimagined, reassessed. In this tiny corner of the internet that none of us really know about. And the coolest thing about it? Anyone can go and watch it unfold. Is that hot? I think so. So I'm back chatting with Robin, you know, the brother. We got into so much trouble, Brian and I. That one, the writer. I want to understand what it's actually like to be a Wikipedian. I feel like I've got the motivation down. We've got grammar obsessives, politicos, people trying to do something good for the world, sharing knowledge, amazing, nerdy stuff. But what's it actually like? Robin's an open book. He says a lot of things about who he
1: is. Because I'm Scottish, and I would like to punch. In fact, I would sometimes like to punch myself. Well, I should say that not only am I a linguist, as an herbalist, I wrote a book on wild edibles. And as a historian, I can tell you that I'm a hermit monk.
2: So I reckon he's the guy to ask. Oh, and we'll come back to the hermit monk thing. So I get back on the phone to Robin, and it turns out it's not all sunshine and rainbows.
1: Wikipedia is just full of hard cases. We're just hard cases on Wikipedia. Oh. What? It's a it's a nerd dictatorship. And nerds are 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 most vicious to each other. As vicious as we are to normal people, to, to mentally healthy people, we are we are absolutely vicious to each other. I would spend a whole night doing what I call shooting, which is searching for the lazy round, fixing it, moving on, searching it again. I might fix, gosh, I don't even know, 30, 50 articles. And then I started to notice that once or twice I was getting reverted. It's a little thing you click on on Wikipedia. If you see a recent edit, you can click on a link that will undo that edit. So it's as if nobody ever edited it. And that was annoying. So I started going into the talk pages of some of these articles and asking essentially, what the hell, guys? I just fixed a a silly little grammar thing, and somebody came in and reverted that.
2: So your grammar edit was changed back. I mean, that was annoying. How did it make you
1: feel? Well, I felt a little mystified to begin with because it's not the sort of thing anybody should care about. And it's annoying because you're undoing work that others have done which for me is quite sacred. I will not undo the work that another Wikipedian has done unless I have a legitimate objection to it. So that was, that was very annoying. The more I kept running into those people, over time that kind of tended to wear me out and I just got kind of tired of that and I stopped doing it. I should say in, in, in all honesty that I got many more thanks than I got reversions. You, the, 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 there's also a thank you button you can click when somebody changes something in an article and it'll send an uh, an automatic message to the to the editor who did that. It just says thank you
2: um just quickly this whole thanking thing is actually true. My producer Anna got thanked just for writing on people's Wikipedia user pages when she was finding people to interview for this podcast.
4: yep, it's true and it felt absolutely lovely. <laughs>
1: But such is the human soul that um, y- you can receive praise from 100 people, but one critic will devastate you.
2: So Robin stopped. He couldn't take it. I find that quite sad. So I'm futzing around on Wikipedia because turns out this is my life now. And at the bottom of the homepage, there's a link to something called Wikimedia Commons. It's a whole bunch of photos and videos that people have uploaded. And this is where I get my first mention of Wikimedian of the Year. There's a Wikimedian of the Year?
5: So, time for the Wikimedian of the Year award. And this call is really, uh, you've been tricked into coming here because actually this call is to let you know that I've chosen you as Wikimedian of the Year this year. So
7: congratulations. Oh, my God. I didn't know what was going on because I have only met him once. My name is Sandista Tay. I live in Accra, Ghana, and I come from Ghana. I am the Wikimedian of the Year or Wikipedia Editor of the Year 2020-2021.
2: Have you noticed anything about Sandister? She's the first woman we've spoken to and the first non-American. Yeah, that is a problem. And yeah, we'll talk about that later.
7: It's, it's almost like yesterday, the feeling is still the same. I was excited. Oh, excited is like an understatement. It was a fantastic feeling, something I'll carry with me for a long time, probably forever. Because that was the last thing I was thinking about at the time. I've heard about Wikimedians of the Year, I even know one, but. I was the Wikimedian of the year. I can't believe this.
2: In the first few months of 2020, COVID was spreading around the world. Sandister witnessed the pandemic being covered in huge detail by editors in countries like America, Germany, and the UK, but not so much in her home country of Ghana. So she decided to do something about it. She recruited dozens of Ghanaians to document what they saw happening around them to keep a, quote, Permanent record of the effects of the pandemic there. I got that from her Wikipedia page. And that's why she got the award. Has winning
7: this honor impacted the work that you do now in any way? It's just shown me how much more I need to do to help unpack Wikipedia for people, how much more I need to, to do to help more women edit Wikipedia. It's just giving me a sense of all the engagements, the questions that keep coming in interviews. It shows me how much more needs to be done to help people understand Wikipedia for what it is. And and hopefully that should earn the movement more contributors.
2: This is important. According to the Wikipedia Diversity Observatory, great name, articles to do with Africa make up only 5.5% of Wikipedia. That's across all the languages, not just English. That number is growing because of people like Sandister, but still, 5.5% isn't much for the second biggest continent in the world. All the stats I've given you so far, the 6 million articles, the 2,000-and-something books, they're just for English Wikipedia. They're not taking into account the 320-something other languages on there, some of which... I never knew existed. I mean, where are Ligurian and Wolof spoken? And Dazi? That's I don't know in Kosa, which is also a language on there. There's even a Wikipedia for people who speak Esperanto. So with all these languages combined, not just English, Wikipedia has over 55 million articles. That's like Every single person living in England right now sitting down and writing one.
7: Hello, my name is Felix Nati.
3: Hi, my name is Safar Batuk. Salut, je suis Benoit Prieur.
8: Hi, my name is Emily Templewood.
3: Tomasz Ganic.
8: Hello. My name is Vera de Kok. I'm from Chicago, Illinois.
3: And I was born in Tema. I'm from Turkey.
8: And since
3: 2011, I'm a Wikipedian.
8: And I'm a Wikipedian. I, I'm a Wikipedian. I'm a Wikipedian. And I'm a Wikipedian.
1: It is a movement.
0: You know, the open source movement, the free culture movement, the idea of the democratization of information.
7: Wikimedia movement. A place where people can come together and talk about the things that are important to them. We've just found a way in the wiki universe to do that.
1: Human progress is is, is definitely evident in the Wikipedia phenomenon. So yes, it's definitely a movement.
2: There's one last person I want you to meet. Actually, it's two. They're a couple. And guess what? They met through Wikipedia.
4: Hi, I'm Lori Bird-McDevitt, and we live in Indianapolis, Indiana, here in the United States.
8: Hi, I'm Dominic, and Lori and I met through Wikipedia, and we're that wiki couple with the wiki baby. Being with Lori was like kind of like being seen for the first time because... I edited Wikipedia all through college. It uh, replaced kind of like the time other friends were doing gaming or other things like that. For me, it was just like an addictive habit. I would procrastinate on papers because I was staying up late writing, doing research for a Wikipedia article instead. Um, I had a circle of friends, but nobody got it, really. I probably uh, talked about Lori a lot. (laughs) <laughs> with my girlfriend at the time, <laughs> it was it was probably pretty suspicious at the time.
4: <laughs> so what we did was um, have a ceremony. We held it at my mom's house on her property in Virginia. Huh? There's Virginia again. Weird. And um, which is she had beautiful gardens and things. And we invited our friends and a lot of Wikipedia friends and just a few family members. And we didn't do a traditional walk down the aisle or anything like that. But what we did was our vows were essentially Wikipedia policies that were meaningful to us that we then adapted um, for vows for marriage. These guys
2: had a Wikipedia-themed wedding?
8: So I have just five here that we have kept and hung on our walls. Uh, One is collaborate in love and life. Or sorry, be a team in love and life collaborate. One is eventualism, our work is never done. One is uh, be bold, don't be afraid to do things your own way. Uh, One we have here just says wiki love on it. (laughs) Um, And then don't bite the newbies is another one.
4: When I introduce myself, I will say, I'm a Wikipedian. I will tell people that and, and then define it, you know. I, I think I'm proud of that because I don't look like the typical Wikipedian that people would assume is, you know.
8: What does a typical Wikipedian look like?
4: Uh, Some guy in their dark basement or something.
8: Probably Larry Sanger, <laughs> he, doesn't he like what you'd expect?
4: <laughs> Larry Sanger remember that name.
2: He's important.
4: It's truly intertwined in our life and in our values and Wikipedians as a whole are our extended family. And so the fact that that is home, Wikipedia is home too with Dominic is really special. Emerson um, was born November 13th, 2015, three days late.
8: Yeah, I was gonna say, Lori is a strong woman and Emerson is a strong-willed (laughs) five-year-old.
2: He knows he's a wiki baby. Okay, hold on a second. A Wikipedia-themed wedding is one thing, but a wiki baby? Hot. If it comes up in conversation,
4: he'll like get excited and point it out. Um, he definitely associates and knows that that's
2: part of his kind of identity. I'm starting to get a feel for how intricate this whole thing is. It's more than just a website. I feel like I'm discovering a community, a secret universe. There's a vision and rules and awards and wiki weddings and wiki babies, and it covers the entire globe. After all Robin's been through, let's give him the final line.
1: You just reach the point where you're kind of done, where where life becomes difficult to continue living. Generally, it involves some kind of negativity in your past and uh, Having lived a well-disastered life. I started, um, I, I started Practicing Zen as a way to keep breathing and uh, Eventually realized that I really wanted to do this hundred days on the mountain where you go out and um, just dedicate Literally 24 hours a day of your life for a hundred straight days to Zen meditation and I came off the mountain Uh, things were were very different for me. Uh, Being out there without any human contact and lots of other kinds of contact has uh, a tendency to, in in Zen we say to burn your mind clean. You come out and everything looks shiny and new and you're revitalized and you feel like, like, like pushing ahead. And I think that that all flowed into Wikipedia because among other things I was game to do new things so I started, I started clicking on that edit button on Wikipedia because it was a way that I could fix things. I might not have done that before I'd been been on the mountain. I, it's very difficult for me to imagine what my life would be like now if I didn't have this connection to the rest of humanity. Now, the, the, you know, the challenge is I don't have a true human connection. There's no touch involved. You know, there's 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 no true companionship on 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 things like Wikipedia, YouTube, Facebook. And yet, I'm not locked in a closet, which I would have been in 1978.
2: In our next episode, we go back to the start. 2001 and the birth of Wikipedia.
8: This is an area that I find very unpleasant. Just be careful of what you hear out of uh, coming from Larry Sanger, because he's not really representative of the Wikipedia community and actually has a lot of toxic things to say.
2: Would you consider him one of the founders of Wikipedia?
8: I (laughs) Next
6: question.
1: I mean, how could Wikipedia not be corrupt at this point? How?
2: .com is a Crowd Network original and is presented by me, Katie Puckrick. It's written and produced by Anna Stauffenberg and is edited by Charlie Frost. The music we use is from our partners BMG Production Music. And by the way, if you're still wondering, Ligurian is spoken in parts of Italy, France, Monaco, and Argentina. Wolof, is spoken in Senegal, Gambia, and Mauritania, and Kosa is a South African language. The more you know, eh? If you want another Crowd podcast to listen to, might I recommend a superb one called We Didn't Start the Fire. It's a history podcast inspired by the lyrics of Billy Joel, who, and this might surprise you, is the best history teacher I've ever had. We cover North Korea, Stalin, Einstein, Nixon, Marilyn Monroe, Disneyland, and so much more as we try and figure out why the world is the way it is today. Check it out. Search for We Didn't Start the Fire in your podcast app. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Crowd Network. A place where
3: you belong.
2: me whistling in a jaunty <laughs> fashion? I wish I could whistle as well. Hello, my friend Tom and I Hi guys, I'm Tom Yeah, he's Tom Have this amazing history podcast It's called We Didn't Start the Fire And it's the only podcast started by Billy Joel
3: And Katie, without being boastful It really is the most original, fascinating and random way To learn the story of the 20th century I
2: think that's being boastful We go from Maryland to the Mafia From the Beatles to bombs
3: Yeah, it's politics, rock and roll, sport, television, the space race And we're joined by some pretty incredible guests I only wrote stuff that I
5: wanted to hear if it turned out to be a hit, it was pure dumb luck.
2: With me, Katie Puckrer, And
5: me, Tom Fournice. This is We Didn't Start the Fire, the only podcast started by me, Billy Joel.
2: Search for We Didn't Start the Fire and subscribe now.